Hey everybody, this is Robert Ring with the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is July 21st, 2017. This is episode number 86, and with me, of course, is Jay Totoro. Hello. How's it going? It is going well. Eight more days. How are you? <laughs> Eight more days till, uh, I assume you're referring to DC, John Jones, yep. And we say a repeat of game one? Yeah. I... I'm... I think it's 50-50, and I'm giving... I, I've said, we've said this before, I don't want to go on too much. I'm giving Cormier the edge. Just, you think it's 50-50? I really, it, after the first one? Yeah, I think so. I'm maybe, really curious to see how it's going to go. Maybe even 55 in favor of John Jones, but I'll... Uh, but I'm going to... But I still... I don't know. I'm... I feel like I feel like DC is going to choke the first round and get just fucking tilted. It's one hundred percent possible. I think that's like most likely what's going to happen. <laughs> um, talking about the other fight, so everybody's been talking about the May- Mayweather. Uh, oh jeez. Oh fight. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, 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 this is great though. Okay. So people I work with, we were talking about it, and of course I hear people talking about it all day because it's one of the most popular topics right now. Uh, so people at your workplace like actually follow this kind of stuff. No, no, nobody. Oh, they, okay. you know, everybody is talking about this. Okay, right now. okay, I got you. It's like the biggest thing on the news right now. Uh, this girl's like, well, I know for sure, no, for a fact, Conor McGregor's gonna win. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, uh, I know for a fact. Would you like to play a wager? Place a wager on this? And she's like, yeah, hundred percent. I was like, okay. She's pregnant. She's like six months along. And I was like, how about <laughs> you give if, me your kid? If if Conor McGregor wins, you get to name your kid. Actually, I better <laughs> something else, but it doesn't matter. But I said, if if uh, Mayweather wins, then I get to name your kid. She was like, done. <laughs> <laughs> so they found out it's a boy on Friday. And uh, I've come up with some pretty creative names already. Zelda. No. That's sad. Thanks, Robin Williams. Way to bring that up. God, you're such a dick. What's wrong? No, it was the joke because everybody just... thinks Zelda is a boy's or is the main character's name. Well, I mean, just imagine if Zelda was a girl, though. <laughs> Metroid. Did you see those shirts? Uh, no. That's oh, awesome, God. It's, a, it, it's this. <laughs> it was this girl. I forget what it was on. She was doing an interview at some convention or something, and she was like, well, I just always wonder what would happen if Zelda was a girl. It <laughs> <laughs> was like, really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I thought you'd probably find that pretty funny, though. So what's your... All right, give us your top number one I, I can't say the first name with the same and the last name, and I don't want to reveal their personal information, so... Oh, uh, it's like they go together? <laughs> the names... Yeah, the names work okay. very well together. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That's really stupid uh, on yes. her part, of course. It's pretty funny. It's really I mean, funny. yeah, it's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, and then the other piece of news. So oh, more. Blizzard set a record today. Okay. You're not going to believe this. I saw so, you say something about this, but I didn't really know what you were talking about. Yes. So obviously everybody who listens to the podcast know I play private server WoW all the time. Like, that's one of my things. So a new server came out today. And this guy who's coding it is insane. He's just very, very good at coding. Uh, beta was clean. Um, his name's Gummy. His name doesn't matter. But um, very highly anticipated. So the server went live today at noon. And server was very unstable, obviously, because there was way too many people and blah, blah, blah. Three hours into it, all of a sudden, the server just disconnects. It's like, what? What happened? And, like, the server's not coming up. He's not saying anything for a few minutes. And he comes back and says he made a video and posted it immediately after. So three hours after he launched the server, a Blizzard lawyer arrived at his house and served him papers. Damn. <laughs> that is a new record. <laughs> How crazy shit. is that? 
That so, is, uh, needless to say, he uh, took it down, and we're anticipating a move to Europe, I guess, or something. I don't know. It, it's crazy. Does it's he live, so like, in California? Like He lives, no. He lives <laughs> uh, He lives on the eastern part of Arizona, <laughs> sorry, of the United States. So How the fuck did they get a lawyer over there? I think they were anticipating it. I think, oh, I think that's actually Oh, okay, doing. yeah, okay. Because, that, that you know, obviously he obvious, says, I'm going to release it on this date. They just have somebody fly out there, and, I guess yeah. and the three hours is probably them, sir, you know, I don't know. Talking to a talking to a judge or something to get right. a warrant for his information or something. I don't. But well, absolutely crazy. I don't think a judge thing, but I mean, probably just like talking it over with lawyer, like all right, making sure that you're all, you know, you got everything in order. Yeah, like, something like that. Lawyer, Anyways, lawyer pretty shit. crazy. Uh, a lot of people are anticipating Blizzard's going to talk about this at Blizzcon this year because of that. The fact that they're being this aggressive right now. But I don't. We'll I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know because I don't keep up with Blizzard that much anymore. Uh, you know, just like uh, Blizzard themselves, but. Uh, I wouldn't see them talking about it at all. Like, why would they bring that up if they don't? No, have not to? no. I'm talking about talking about uh, classic WoW because oh um, oh 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 yeah. So WoW in itself right now, retail WoW is uh, one, about one expansion from finishing content. Like that's there's only that much content left in the story. So okay. uh, and obviously there's a lot of rumors about them remaking. Cause, you know they're redoing StarCraft One. A lot of there's a lot of uh, rumors and stuff that they're doing Diablo Two and stuff. So hmm. okay. this thing, hopefully something. Cool. Let's go this year. Yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That's pretty, That's pretty crazy. And then the last thing. Um, oh, more! Sorry. Damn, dude. I know. Sorry. You're on so fire. I went to an arcade with Lisa. Oh, which uh, one? Arcade bar, Cobra. We went to the one that you and I tried to go to. Oh it's man! It's supposedly the best one out here, and it was it was pretty good. It was uh, it's a bar, so there's like a lot of a lot more people there, and there's a lot a uh, bigger variety of people, like just kind of people who normally go out on the weekend stuff, but. Um, they have a decent variety of games. It's not super expensive for anything. I think it was like twenty cents per play is what it came out to be. It's not bad at all. Um, but yeah, it was a cool place. Um, played a lot of different games. At least I played some shooters. Uh, we played Mortal Kombat a bunch, which was super fun because we're sitting there shit talking to each other in front of you know people and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, place is cool. Uh, we should definitely go next time you're out here. Uh, it's not super far away or anything either. So do they have like good like? Good game. Uh, they have the Simpsons. They have a lot of like the multiplayer ones, like Simpsons oh, Arcade, good. House of the Dead, stuff like that. And then they have like you know fighting games. They oh damn, that's cool. Yeah. So they had good stuff. It sounds like. Yeah, they had pretty good stuff, and like I didn't have to wait long. Like nobody was like hogging a machine trying to complete it and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a cool place. I would definitely recommend next time you're out here. We should, we should do it. Should and they serve alcohol, so if you want to get fucking wasted. I. The funny thing is though, up uh, when we right walked up. in, uh, when we walked in, the guy literally turned me around and fucking pushed me up against the wall, and I was like, "Oh, already?" And he searched. He was just searching people, but it was just so oh. funny because I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what? Hello. Why?" And I was like, "Oh, we're doing this now." <laughs> nice. You so you got some action it. too. I know. Like this place has everything. Has <laughs> <It's> everything. <laughs> That's pretty dope. That's killer. What else you got? Keep it coming. You got. You got it. I'm good... sorry. Oh, I can talk about my game now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Calm down. Calm down. Just a little bit. Uh, first of all, I watched the first two episodes of the Castlevania series. I watched part of the first episode. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I of clearly you didn't like it too much. You didn't like yeah, it. It's all right. I'm, I, I'm I might liking give it. Another so. shot. There's only four episodes so far. We like, turned it on as kind of like a, oh this is gonna be bad. Let's just kind of watch a thing. And I don't think we really like we're focused too much, but. It didn't capture my attention. <laughs> I like it. I think it's yeah. pretty good. Like, so I, what do you like about it? Uh, I, I, like, I don't think I gave it a real shot, so... Yeah, I mean, I I like the... Uh, I think, like, the... I think it's just, like, well-written so far, and, like, mm-hmm. for the most part, the dialogue is good, and, like, the story's pretty good, and I like the, the, how they kind of go, like, balls out on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm really interested to see where it's going. Like, it's sort of like I feel like it hooked me, for, like with uh, like having Dracula and all that stuff, and then like him, you know, getting revenge on that town for everything. And then, uh, did you get to the part where like he sets like the goblins loose or whatever? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, it's it's nuts. Yeah. And then, um, and so like. I don't want to give away too much for people who haven't watched it yet, but like all that happens. And then like the next episode pretty much is uh, following Simon Belmont and he's kind of like learning about what's going on mm-hmm. and uh, like not a whole lot has happened yet, but I feel like they've done a good job of like setting up the story, setting up like what, like, like Dracula and why he's so pissed off and like having some cool action scenes and stuff. The only thing that annoys me, right now is the voice acting for Simon Belmont. I feel like he, he's a little bit too much like kind of uh I don't care cool type protagonist, like a little bit stereotypical Close in that sense. Yeah, basically. Like mm. and it doesn't bother me that much, but it but just a little like I still think he's a cool character. But I think it's he's overdone just a little bit in that sense. Like they're really trying to push, like, oh, I'm the guy who doesn't care about shit, you know, type thing, a little bit hard. But otherwise, I, I think it's pretty cool so far. No, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I can't believe it's only four episodes. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's only four. Like I feel like they were kind of feel. I feel like they did four to kind of like feel it out, probably. Yeah, it's, I can see that. And I'm pretty. Sh- I could be wrong. I think they've already announced that they're working on season two now, or that they're going to have a season two. Like it's not just over. Because it's gotten, I feel like it's gotten like a pretty good overall response. I think it's kind of like a lot of people are like me and are like, all right, this is pretty cool. And then like there are still like a good number of people who are like you or other people who like didn't really care for it that much. But I think yeah. what, I, what I'm getting is that there are enough people that do like it that they're going to keep going with it. That's good at least. So I'm happy with it. Sounds uh, like it. That's all I've been up to. You want to talk about news? Sure. That's all fun. right. Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age has been released. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can't remember. Are you a fan of Final Fantasy Twelve? I know Blake liked... Uh, he really liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the, if the original was okay. I could never get through it because there were a lot of, like... The story is kind of rough at the beginning, and, and the, the style of gameplay is pretty rough, but um, it's okay. I, I wouldn't say... Like, when he talked about the, the remake or the Zodiac one, that kind of drew me in a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I'll probably play it. Yeah, this my understanding is this is basically like the like US version of that uh version which I think was correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like that what he you saw always talk about the Zodiac Job International Edition or something that was either Japanese mm-hmm. or it was like kind of like a, a Yeah, mom something like of that I Japanese, believe. Yeah, something like that. But this is like the the real uh localized <laughs> version of that Japanese version of the original Final Fantasy film. <laughs> Which, uh, (laughs) yeah, don't worry about it. But, uh, so like my understanding is they added a job system so that not everybody just becomes good at every single thing. Yeah. And then characters can also have two classes. And, uh, it's funny. There's a fast forward mode now where you literally, have you seen that? You you can speed up the game up to four (laughs) X. So like while you're going around, like grinding out mobs and stuff, it just goes super fast. That's crazy. Because you know how it's got the thing where you set up, I think they're called gambits, where you, like, uh, set up, like, basically, like, macros for, uh, like, your characters to oh, do. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, so like you can do that, so you don't have to like manually control everybody, and they do the things that you want them to do like under whatever mm-hmm. conditions. And so you just set all those, and then speed, and then I go to an area where there's mobs and speed it up to four times, oh. and uh, just race through. That's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, I think like it's kind of like okay, well, clearly there is a problem probably to begin with if if this is something that you feel like you need you need to do. But I mean, I guess assuming that's you know given that that problem is there, this is. You know, I guess this is a good way to, <laughs> to try to... Saves like, people from wasting time. Yeah, yeah. So that came out. And, uh... And... Did you hear what's announced for 2018? Oh. My favorite... Uh, the next installment of my favorite uh, video game series. Ooh. Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts 3. Wow. Wait, this would be like 7, by the way, but... Okay. Well, yeah, it's like the 7th one, but this is... It's called 3. Okay, sorry. Um... No, no, it's Kingdom Hearts. It's actually Kingdom Hearts. 3. Oh, oh, I thought you were joking. Oh, I was, geez, I was joking. Well, I was joking about it being my favorite. That's crazy. I was like, eh, it's probably, I was like, it's probably <laughs> like or something. But I'll say Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That's actually crazy. Holy shit. So I can't believe you haven't seen this. Uh, they're the um, the trailer that they've showed for it so far has shown them like in Toy Story, what? and uh, it actually looks re- like visually, it looks really good. It actually looks just like yeah, Toy th- Story. I mean, pretty much- the that like style of art and intertwining characters like this is actually crazy. Yeah, it really like, is. What they can do with the art. And you know, I guess like, you know, saying that the visuals of Kingdom Hearts, there there never really was a problem there. Like it's always looked fantastic. Or you know, at least in Yeah, the first my... one the first one was, was was amazing at the time and I loved the the bad guys, like the, the style of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one also looks great. So you're gonna play it then? I can't speak for the gameplay. Nah, it's very unlikely. Uh, yeah. but anyway, so that's been announced for 2018. I will probably not play that. I probably won't either. I, uh, kind of scarred myself for you by playing the first one again. I did watch somebody speed, speed run, <laughs> oh, did uh, the first one. Was this at? Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's, I love watching people speed run anything. I watched, I watched, oh, I, I would like to watch it. Yeah. speed run of Final Fantasy seven from start to finish. And you watched I, Oh, you watched it? Minor side note. Yeah. So, oh, that I was, I, I, I missed that. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, VODs from GDQ, and I watched all eight hours of the Final Fantasy Damn, dude. one. It, it was a fun playthrough, and the guys who were commentating were actually excellent. They were oh, extremely cool. enjoyable. They that's were, cool. very, like, Cringe Meter was like 5-10% maybe. There was like a couple times right. where they would kind of go off, but the rest of it, it's fantastic. And I, I listen, I never watch like full-length videos. I usually scan through it and stuff, but it was really enjoyable, and the guys who were talking knew what they were talking about, and it was really fun to watch them just rail Final Fantasy Seven. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm watching uh, random ones. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the <laughs> the best one I, I saw was the one I told you about where, with the head had the guy who was so good on us. It was Star Wars Jedi Knight. Oh yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember what other ones. It's been too long now. It's all gone out of my brain. God, these games are so ridiculous now. The stories are so convoluted. This is like the biggest problem with games and movies today is they, they take a simple story and just complicate it to a point where it's not. <laughs> you mean by like adding like games and books and. Yeah. Like, just like, you know, just kind of, uh, I don't know. I can't think of the word, but where you just kind of edit the old, the previous story. So it makes sense for you to go on this crazy fucking tangent to do six more. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. One of the biggest problems, man. Holy shit. Yeah. I think the best way to do that kind of stuff is to have like, you know, I mean, I guess granted a lot of, the games that do that do do this, but um, <laughs> like, 
is to have like offshoots like oh here's something that was barely mentioned yeah exactly it doesn't like affect the main story or anything but it's just kind of like a side little side story with like a character that you know isn't important that kind of stuff yeah exactly like it's that that's actually a much better way to do it because then it's (laughs) like i wish they would deal with a lot more shows like like uh have you watched westworld yet sorry you you have you watched westworld yet no i haven't seen it yet great show one of my favorite shows of all time they're making a second season for God only knows why. It is if you just leave the show as is, it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. Oh, there like, should be. Least, you don't think there should be a second season? Oh, no, no way. Wrap like, it, so no it wraps way. up pretty well. It does. It, okay. it wraps up for the most part. There's a couple like loose tangents, but they just don't matter, and it's it's going to ruin the show, in my opinion. Obviously, hmm. it's going to ruin the show. Uh, I wish that they would do a second, a spinoff called you know Westworld from the perspective of of whatever you know something different. Like don't harm the original story. Right, right. Which is good. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, that was my tangent. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a good tangent. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. You just owe me one. All right. Time to talk about our games. You want to go first? Yes, please, because I want to. I'm freaking. I just had pizza delivered. I'm so excited. Oh shit. All right. So, um, so for this episode, um, I played a game for. I don't know what system this is actually for because I played it on. uh, So one of my roommate's friends brought over this Wii that has like. 500 games on it and we were just going through games we played a bunch of tetris we played a bunch of uh Star Fox, the original one um played a bunch just random games but we played a lot of this game which came out uh it's called warrior's woods, uh, this warrior's came out in woods. Huh. yeah i've never heard of it prior to this actually uh, feel, it sounds familiar here if you want to see us or what it looks like uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up oh, warrior's okay. woods um yeah it came up for snes and s or a regular nintendo as well Oh, oh the satellite view. Yeah. See, yeah, I didn't know. see. I played on like an emulation. It looked like NES, the one we were playing on for sure. It didn't look this this pretty. Okay, okay. But it's it's Tetris esque. So you okay. have the the normal rectangle. Um, obviously, long. Oh, sorry. Uh, the rectangle going long, uh, up and down vertically, and you play as what looks like a Toad type character. It's, it pretty much looks like Toad. There's different colored ones for if you're playing multiplayer, and then, um there are these objects you have to clear on the board and you have to, so bombs are falling from the sky that match the colors corresponding to the creatures on the board, right? And you have to line three of them up in order to eliminate them and proceed through the level. Uh, the crazy thing is there are a bunch of different types of animals that require different things. So instead of the normal Tetris where it's like if three or four blocks connect, they dissipate. Well, there are certain ones that require a diagonal three in a row. Okay. And then there are ones that require four vertical ones, horizontal ones. There's ones that it, it just it gets really complicated because you're like, okay, I've got this. I'm going to clear this row. I'm going to clear this row. And then all of a sudden you get one that's like diagonal and you don't have any pieces to build with. You don't have any bombs. And it is it is so challenging. But it's it's fun in versus because what you get is you get the same size map. You start with the same bad guys in the same position, right? And then obviously the bombs come down um, in different colors. But the fun thing is when you clear something, it doesn't go to the garbage. It goes to them. <laughs> so oh, nice. the better you're doing the harder it is for the other person and it goes back and forth and we we played and at the top of the screen is a thwomp and the thwomp slowly comes down throughout the <laughs> game so you can like time it to where you just fill their most of their board up and just completely screw them <laughs> over it's really fun and we we probably played like probably 30 or 40 matches like it's it's really fast like some of the matches in the earlier parts of the series can be like 30 seconds or less and then later on it can be like eight or nine minutes for one match <laughs> it is so fun and on top of that that's the, awesome and, 
animations and graphics are fun. They're they're just something to look at. You know, obviously in the background, nothing too crazy. Um, but the music's really catchy and really good. I, I thought it was very surprising for a Wario title, especially one for the regular Nintendo to actually have good music. It's not something you're like you know, humming as you walk away, but it's enjoyable enough to where it doesn't get repetitive. You know, like the original Tetris music, not the the main theme, but the uh, the regular Tetris music. Uh, all I that can think gets, of is the main theme. Okay. Uh, I'll have to send it to you. Maybe it's a different version then. Um, anyways, there is a theme in that one that drives me nuts after playing for like, when we did the competition, I had to listen to it a lot and it drove me nuts. But this one, it, it's a long enough track where it doesn't get overly repetitive and it's just not, not annoying at all. Um, overall, the gameplay is super fun. It's very fast paced and you can obviously hold the down button to pull more bombs down quicker so you can add that to your strategy. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is, though, is the Toad-like character, he has the ability to run up the walls. Because the Toad guy has to pick them up to line them up. It's not like Tetris where you can just move the objects. So you wait, actually wait, have wait. to like, pick them up, and then like you can actually like, run up the side of like maybe a pile you have. You can run on the walls, you can run on the ceiling. Okay, wait, hold on. So can... I want to make sure I'm getting this. So they fall, and you can't control where they fall, but you then you Correct. pick them up after they fall? Exactly, and you ah. line them up. <laughs> yeah. So, what if, so how does he get, like, what if there's, like, a big wall, like, on one side? Does he, can he climb up it and put it on top, or, like, how does that work? If he wants to, yeah. So you can, well, you can't carry them. So you, you could, like, climb up halfway and pluck something out of it. Like, let's say you have two reds, then a blue, and then two reds. You could climb up halfway, pluck the blue, so all the reds combined as, like, a red bomb's coming from the top mm-hmm. and lands and clears all five blocks. Okay. So you can, like, pick stuff up. You can kick them if you need to. They go one, they go one space. You can pick up, like, if you're on top of a pile uh, of the one, you can pick that one up underneath you. If you're beside a pile, you can also pick up a pile, and that can be any size as long as you don't touch the ceiling. Okay. So you can actually pick up a, a pile and move it to the side of the map if you want to. It's not so much about keeping the board clear and stressing about having one pile get too high because you don't lose that way. Um, you only really lose if your board entirely fills up, which the bombs rotate in the columns. There's a little guy who like moves left to right, and he just randomly plucks one of the drops. Um, so you don't like lose if one of the columns gets to the top. You only lose if all of your columns get to the top, or if the other person clears the board of the animals. Here's a screen. Okay. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. I know it's a little weird. Like I had somebody try to explain it to me, and I was lost. <laughs> like I was so lost. But um, yeah, it, it's just very fast paced. And like I said, the, the, when you play in a series of like best of five or something, the first couple levels are super fun because they're like 30 seconds, so you can get like an early lead. And then the later stages of, of the matches, the rounds can go so slow so you have to be a strategic you can't just try and rush your way through it and having like the different types of animals you have to clear that require like diagonal lineups or vertical it, if you goof it like let's say you mix them up in your head or something and you start lining them up diagonally when they need to be horizontally it sets you so far behind and it's just oh yeah so yeah yeah it's it's really it's like as much as i don't really care for these types of games like almost anything tetris style like uh, with the exception of Honey Pop, of course. Uh, the, <laughs> it's amazing, actually, how fun these games can be in Especially when mode. it's competitive. That, that's the thing, because we were just yeah. shit-talking to each other nonstop. Like, the first time first time we played, I figured out the game a little bit quicker than the other person. Mm-hmm. And I won, like, 30 games in a row. Legitimately, <laughs> it was so fast. And he was getting so tilted. It was so funny. That's like, we used to... I think I've probably mentioned this before, but, like, uh, Mario, like uh, Dr. Mario, for instance... Yeah, like I, oh, I, I don't, love that game. See, I don't care for that game ex- unless I'm playing two-player mode, and then it all of a sudden becomes, like, super fun. We used to play that at my house after school sometimes, mm-hmm. like me and my friends, and, like, we would just be, like, yelling, cussing, like, it was, like, so freaking funny. nuts. 
But like that's I, I Mario status, like Mario Party, that's where Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it was kinda like the same basically yeah. sort of like the same thing. These games can be really fun when you have stuff like that where you're playing against each other, and especially like when stuff you does like fucks them up. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite mechanics about it, because it's just like <laughs> you can shit talk somebody and then all of a sudden just boom. Well, uh now that you mentioned this, I guess it's a good time to bring up that uh well why don't you finish first? I don't wanna No, that's it actually. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so uh, we did not play Mortal Kombat like we had planned to because oh, uh, yeah. it doesn't have multiplayer or it doesn't have like online multiplayer on GOG, which I guess I should have looked into before we tried it. But we are going to play Tricky Towers, which actually is one of these types of games. Uh, it's pretty much you have Tetris pieces and you try to stack them up, but they like don't like necessarily uh, like stay like like they're wobbly if you don't light them up just right. So, uh, it's that kind of game. And Jay and I, at some point, probably before the next episode, will finally play this game to figure out who gets the Star Fox uh, guide from. I don't even remember who's giving it to us anymore. Is it Chase the Night Cleaner? <laughs> I think it's it Chase sounds the Night like Cleaner. Yeah, because he has the pile. I think so, yeah. So, quick note, we'll be playing Tricky Towers, which is one of these types of games, more or less. I'm not going to make any promises, but hopefully before the next we'll episode. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Okay, we're there, we're there we are. So we're making promises then? Let's do it. All right, we're making a promise. Let we're me just, think about this. You just did it. I think, I <laughs> think you already did. Uh, so, okay, so Mar- so Wario's Woods, good game. So what it sounds like. Yeah, surprisingly. It was it was very surprising because I was like, eh, you know, like whatever. We're just kind of scrolling through stuff. It's pretty fun. And it, it's another, like you kind of said, it's it's, um, it's really fun in multiplayer. Uh, single player is kind of whatever. Like, it, you know, it's not as much fun unless you're doing something to somebody else. Right, or, right able to talk smack and stuff nothing's ever as much fun if you're not doing it to somebody else exactly right yeah all right so i played the game that i was trying to play for the last episode but that didn't work out due to various reasons you remember what it was nope super metroid oh that's right okay and uh did you finish it that's the first i finished it i finished it yesterday that means you liked it oh yeah it was good everybody likes super metroid i even liked it before really even playing it have to samus yeah it's Sam. yeah good point so super metroid uh oh gosh i don't have the year for it doesn't really matter because everybody already knows about super metroid super nintendo of course 1994 i was thinking 94 but i thought that was too late i don't know why i was like 94 yeah that's too late sounds about right to me so 1994 super metroid is is really just like the original Metroid, except like everything is improved. Um, I think the main thing that <clears throat> starting off with is it just looks really good. It's got like a cool sci-fi art design. All of like the backgrounds look cool. Like there's different like uh, different areas have different color palettes. There's like the green kind of like plant area and then there's like darker areas that are like purple and then there's like lava areas that are you know of course red that kind of stuff uh, samus's design looks awesome the bad guy's design looks cool like just just like looking at this like it's just fun to like look at this game that go for me that goes a long way uh it also has like really fun like basic mechanics you're shooting lasers at bad guys getting power-ups finding your way around the map uh you know like eventually finding bosses obviously and uh, which are a little bit more more difficult, and you know, trying to defeat them. I feel like the uh, 
like all just all of these things are executed very well. I was really impressed. Like one thing that like really stood out is how well they did like the power up system. So it's like again the same as Metroid, pretty much, where you know you're going around, uh, ex- you know, exploring the planet and fighting bad guys and stuff. And every once in a while, you'll come across a room. Sometimes they're, they're hidden rooms where like you get a power up, and uh, you know it might be like. You know, it's it's cool because there's lots of different kinds of power-ups. Some make your lasers more powerful. Some of them give you new weapons. Some of them give you new abilities. Some of them give you, like, uh, like different suits that, like, uh, make you take less damage and give you the ability to do things like go in, uh, go in the lava or, like, walk in water without being slowed down. And, like, as a nice little touch, like, whenever you get a new suit, it changes the colors of your suit. So that kind of just, like, looks cool. Uh, it's also really, really well paced, I feel like, the way they do the the power-ups. Like, especially, like, when you first start off, you know, obviously when you start off, you're, like, you know, super vanilla uh, Samus, where you basically just have a laser and that's it, and, like, you can jump. Uh, I feel like, especially at the beginning, like, they give you a whole lot of different power-ups, like, pretty quickly, like, one after the other. Like, they just kind of, like, laid everything out to where you'll kind of stumble upon those, like, in fairly quick su- the succession. First one. Well, yeah, that's, that is, because, I mean, the, the first one, I feel like, is steadily, st- uh, like, uh, somewhat steadily paced. But this one, like, rewards you a whole lot more right off the bat, but then also somehow keeps it steadily paced throughout the rest of the game, where you're still always getting new stuff. It's making you stronger and, like, giving you different stuff that you can do. Like like I said, like, new abilities and stuff. But in this one, yeah, like you said, it's... The the first Metroid on NES doesn't just, like... You're not, like, out of the gate with, like, tons of new power-ups right off the bat. Whereas this one, really soon you get rockets and then you get the Morph Ball. And you get the Morph Ball bombs. And uh, I'm sure I'm leaving some stuff out as far as, like, just the very early things go. But then, again, like I said, then even after you, like, the first, like kind of rapid fire you get this and that and this and that and this and that throughout the entire rest of the game like literally like the whole game you're always getting like new things that are making you stronger in one way or another or you know maybe not necessarily stronger but giving you like some sort of ability ability to where you know you're, you now you can get to this part of the uh when, of the map that you couldn't get to earlier yeah when you die do you lose everything is it as punishing as the first one i don't remember i remember um, the graphics being a lot better no, you don't lose everything. Well, the first one, you don't lose everything either. Like, what happens is you, uh... I'm trying to remember exactly how it works. You, don't like, you lose all your missiles and go down to, like, like your only one life bar or something? Like you have, tank. like, very limited life. I don't remember how much. You know, I don't remember if you lose all your missiles or not. That's a good point. I'm pretty but, sure you do, because I remember doing a grind every time. Especially ma- if you turn it off. You know, I remember that, too. So, maybe you're right. This one is much more forgiving in that sense. Which was another thing that I was going to bring up. Uh, just in general, you when you die, I guess, I, you know, I may have only died like one or two times, but I'm trying to remember what I brought, what I came back. Oh, you know what? So, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So I remember what it is. The difference is in this one, you obviously you have the saves, whereas the other one, it gave you like a, like a pass, you know, like a like long a ass password. Like yeah, all the games in yeah, exactly. And so it starts off, you know, with whatever health you had when you saved, as opposed to like, 30 just like you know regardless of when and where you died so that's that's the difference is you haven't like used up all your health you haven't used up all your rockets and stuff you typically when you save you're in a fairly good position or at least i was most of the times i saved like i wasn't in like a like dire uh condition or anything like that 
So I, if I died, I would start over and I'd be in a pretty good shape. Uh, I think that's the key difference is that it's an actual save and not just like, all right, here's the code, type this in and we'll start you back. Uh, we'll start you back with all your stuff, but your health is going to be like low as fuck and you probably don't yeah, have Yeah, I think business. that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah, I think that's when you lost everything. That sounds right. Yeah. God, dying in that game was so punishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so like another thing is even when, like, even if you don't die, when you, uh, like, if you lose a lot of health or a lot of missiles or something, like, first off, it's a little bit uh, easier. You Like, enemies don't just, like, ravage you in this game like they do in the NES one. So, like, it's a little bit more forgiving in that sense. But also, like, if your health does get low, the pickups are, like, it get, like, so you get pickups whenever you kill a bad guy. It'll either give you health or, like, one of the different kinds of, like, missiles that's, that you have at that point. Or, you know, like, that you're able to get at that point, assuming you've gotten, like, that appropriate power-up. Uh, in this one, when you're killing bad guys, they actually drop the pickups that you need. Whereas in... The NES Metroid, it was basically random. And a lot of the time, you didn't even get a drop at all. And if you did, like I said, it, they it, they didn't take into account like whether your health was yeah. low or whether your health was high and rockets are low. It's just totally random. This yeah, one... It was a bit of a grind in the first one. Oh, that. yeah. It was Farming all... life and stuff. Yeah. That was like... And what, what was so bad about it is it would take so long, too. Like, it would take... I remember spending like five, ten minutes after I died or after I got like close to dying... Just farming bad guys, trying to get health back. It took forever. This Same. one, you can pretty much just keep going through. I'm glad that wasn't just me. This one, you can just, like, kind of keep going through the levels. And, like, you can be pretty confident that, like, if your health is low, when you kill the next guy, he's going to drop health. Or if your health is fine, but your rockets are really low, he's probably going to drop a rocket. So I really appreciate that they did that in this game. It, like, it just kind of keeps it from, like you said, from you sitting there, like, farming out uh, drops you know, from, like, the same bad guy in the same spot over and over again. And you can kind of, like, just get on with the game. So, uh, yeah, that was really good. And then, uh, you know, another another part... So this is still present somewhat, uh, or I guess still fairly present in Super Metroid, but one of the other things that bothered me in the original Metroid is, like, all of the hidden, like, b like passages and doorways and, like, random walls that you had to bomb and floors that you had to bomb. Like I felt like in that game, I was just having to constantly just like bomb every single fucking thing in sight. Like whether I was walking around it's on the true. floor, Personally especially. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one does have a lot of that, but it also has a lot of stuff to mitigate like the tedium of just bombing every damn thing you see. So there's like, I guess four, uh, like, uh, major areas in the game. Maybe five. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, when you first start out, when you first get to an area, you do have to do some of that. Like just bombing random stuff to try to find, you know, like hidden walls and that kind of stuff. But each area also has a room where when you get to it, you like plug it in to your like gun or whatever in it and you download a map for the whole area. So you don't. So, so then it shows you, like, what rooms you've been in, what rooms you haven't been in. And it even, like, as you play throughout the game, it even, like, colors them. So if you go to it, uh, it'll color it pink. And if it's a room that you haven't been to, then it's blue. So that way, like, if you see a room, like, under you or off to the side, you don't, and there's, like, not a door there, then you, then it, you know, probably you have to bomb something to get there. So it, it cuts down on, like, the randomness of just having to bomb every single thing a little bit. 
to where it's like, okay, I, it looks like there's a room here. I'm going to try bombing somewhere, something over here to try to like bust through the floor and get there. So that helps a lot. Also, uh, at one point in the game, I feel like it's about halfway through, maybe a little bit more than halfway through, maybe like 60% or so, you get a uh, an x-ray beam, which you can just like shine at walls at the floor or whatever, and it'll show you like if there's like a, an area, like a, like a tile that you have to bomb to get through it. So they still have a lot of that, but they have a lot of things in place to make finding those, those passages and those doorways uh, much less tedious. Um, but what's also cool is even after you get the map, there are some areas that aren't like, you don't necessarily have to get to them, but there are still some hidden areas. So you still do get rewarded if you like happen to stumble upon a place where you're like, oh, I wonder if this will, if I can bomb this wall, even though it doesn't show me a room off to the side. Sometimes that, that will actually work and you'll find, you know, That's like more cool. rockets or like another energy tank or something. Yeah, I thought it was really cool too. I really think they handled it infinitely better in this game than in uh, NES Metroid. The, the frustration of uh, Metroid for NES definitely holds a special place in my heart. Oh my gosh, it really does. Like I would, I don't think I would have finished that game if I, if I didn't use a guide for it. It was very time consuming and it was a lot of community efforts where it's like my neighbor would be like, hey, I found this out. And I'd be like, oh, I found this out. Mm -hmm. Share information. Uh, Yeah, I believe it. A lot of that. So, uh, you know, I also like the, um, have you ever, you you haven't played all the way through Super Metroid, have you? Or have you? I believe so. A very long time ago. Okay. So So it's been a while. It would definitely be the first one. Yeah, yeah. It would probably be 15 years at least. Okay. So it was basically like, well, I guess not when it came out, but like. Not too long after. Um, Ten years. The, <laughs> um, Not crazy. Yeah. The uh, the final sequence, like, with, like, the final boss, and, like, I don't want to give any... I'm not going to say what happens, but I'm just going to say I also really liked the way, like, the final boss played out and that whole sequence and, like, just the very ending of the game. It was really cool. Um, Thank you for not spoiling. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think I have much more to say about it. This is just, like... Super Metroid, it's one of those games, like I said, like, you look at this game and you are, you like automatically pretty much have to like it just from like how cool it looks. And it's a really fun game to play too. It took me like probably, I, oh, I think my final uh, time on the game was like five hours and 40 minutes or something like that. So it doesn't take a very long time to get through. Uh, it takes a little while. I, I did use a guide for like the last... Like, pretty much the last area or so, because I want to make sure... Because I was kind of running behind, and I want to make sure I got it finished uh, for this episode. Gotcha. But I really, really enjoyed it. Like, it's not a game that I would go back to and play over and over again or anything like that. But I think it holds up pretty... I think it holds up very well. And just really cool, really well-designed game. Really cool game. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, overall, like I said, it's it really is just like the original Metroid, just with every single aspect of it improved. Um, I don't feel and like it'll there's... it'll be on the new Mini NES. Yeah, NES. it'll be on the new... Yeah, it'll be on the uh, SNES Classic. Exactly. I don't think there's, like, one good thing that stands out about the game. I feel like this is, like, a good example of a game that, like I said, doesn't do one thing really well, but it has, like, a whole lot of components that it all does, like, a very good job of, and they kind of, like, add together to make... I don't think you've mentioned the music once yet. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> The, the Metroid music is so cool because it's not like, it's, it's so atmospheric, you know? Yep. That's it's exactly like, how I describe it every time. <laughs> they did a really good job with it. It's not like Mario where you're going to be repeating it in your head all the time. 
or something like that, or you know, like you know, like it makes Trigger so much sense stuff. when you're playing it. Like it just does. Yeah, it works really well, and like sometimes it's like really kind of like mysterious music. Sometimes if it's really like uh, I'm trying to like it makes you feel like you're all alone type, like almost not even music, but just kind of like a like a little like like background noise almost. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it works very very well for this game. So Super Metroid. Everybody knows this is an awesome game. I finally finished it, and it's still an awesome game. Congratulations. It's a great game. Yeah, it is. I cannot argue with that at all. So, uh, time for top fives this time. Yes, new format. I like it. So, we decided, since there's two of us now, maybe do top fives so we can kind of fill out these lists a a little bit more without... In fact, we gained... Without going, <laughs> you know, in fact, we gained one more. Went from Good nine job on the to math. ten. There you go. Good job. Thanks, man. That's the difference of one. Holy shit. Okay, 15%. To give me some I'll more, drop some more knowledge percent. bombs on me. I'm done. I lose. That's it? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so we can, without going over, I, I, this is another thing that I feel like it would have been cool to always do, but, it, like, obviously, it would have taken up way too much time with, with three hosts. So, yeah, uh, yeah certain ones. We'll give this a shot. Yeah, some of them we might drop down back to three, especially if it's one where it might be a little bit more tough. But uh, for some of these, we're going to try doing top fives and see how it goes. We're tough, so it's okay. We're t- that's, a, that's a good point, you know? Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Top five. So this uh, our top five for uh, this episode is games we would have liked to have been included on the SNES Classic besides Chrono Trigger. So these... So, <laughs> I just love that stipulation. (laughs) Chrono Trigger's not on here. Chrono Trigger, basically everyone's number one choice for the game that they would have liked to. I did some Googling, and that came up, uh, I would say, 110% of the time. Yep. (laughs) Not surprised one bit. Um, If you missed the last episode, or if you've somehow missed the news in general, Nintendo has announced the uh, SNES Classic, the follow-up to the NES Classic, a tiny little SNES console that comes preloaded with 21 Super Nintendo games. So I guess, real quick, well, let, let me run through the list of games so we know what's already on say. there. And then we're going to uh, list the five that we wish had been included on here, besides Chrono Trigger, which is not on here. I have a list in front of me if you need it. I've got it. I've got it pulled okay. up. All right, so the Super Nintendo Classic is going to have Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, F-Zero, Super Metroid, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, which was never actually released, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, uh, Super Punch-Out, Super Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Final Fantasy 3 slash Japanese 6, Super Mario World uh, 2 Yoshi's Island, Super Mario RPG, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh yeah. So, pretty fucking stellar lineup. 100%. I played some Contra 3 this week, too. Nice, dude. Yeah, super fun. But we're going to add the five that we're... If we could say, we get to pick five more games, these are the ones that we would add to it. Can you okay. go first? Because I cannot decide on my number five. <laughs> uh, my number five is a game that we talked very highly about last time. Um, obviously, this requ- requires some potential hardware, but I wanted to put it in here anyways. It's Mario Paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, good, last good. Time, 
this would be hard to do, obviously, but my yeah. god, this is such a classic game, and it's just, I think a lot of people when they remember the Super Nintendo, this is something that comes to mind pretty pretty quick. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think I would have included that on my list if it weren't, if it were not for, okay, that couldn't Mouse. really work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought about that, I'm like, you know what, it's my list, and I want it now, so... Okay, my number five, I cannot decide. So there's, there, I'm, I'm undecided between two games. One I feel like is 100% the better game, but one is like kind of like a it's historical artifact. This one I'm gonna, better of the games. I'm gonna go with the less good of the games because it's so interesting as, like I said, like a historical from a historical perspective. That's kind of how mine was. So I guess. <laughs> mine is, I'm gonna go with Pilot Wings for number oh five. Oh my gosh, <laughs> such a great title. It was really fun. Um. It's such a weird game, though, you know? like It is such a fun party game. It's a good party game. Like, I don't know why this game was ever made. I don't know what the point of it is. Flight Simulator. Wait, he uses a jetpack. Just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to... All right, now now you're doing... Uh, what is it? Like, skydiving. And you got to yeah. try... Like, how does that... Like, what does that have to oh, do with I, I spent hours airplanes? upon hours playing this game. <laughs> don't, don't you try to convince me. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I need to play this game sometime soon. I was this... actually thinking about that. That's funny. <laughs> Let's do this for the competition. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be fun. So it had, like, the um, skydiving where you had to land in, like, the right spot. And then it had, like, you're jet flying, like, one. a... Yeah, the jetpack one, of course. The, then there's, like, a biplane, right? Wasn't yeah. there? Yep. What else? Was there something else? Was there other stuff? Uh, uh, that's what I remember. And it was just, like, go fly around and make sure you, like, hit these little spots and then go land safely. That was, like, the whole right. game. It was so weird, but it was, like... And it wasn't that good, but it was still like really fun so, for some reason. I don't know how, but it was still fun. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Pilot Wings. My, the, the one that I was undecided that I was going to put in its spot was uh, SimCity, which huh. is 100... I my list. Yeah. Fine, oh, you didn't? It's not on your list? No, not, on, not even honorable mentions. For me, like this is 100% better than Pilot Wings. Like a million percent better Very than true. Pilot Wings, actually. But it like... There's something special about Pilot Wings. I think SimCity is a better single player game for sure, but Pilot Wings is just yeah. so fun. All right, what you got for number four? Uh, number four, let me pull my list back up here, is Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, uh, similar to Animal Crossing, before the internet was an amazing game to play. Uh, the the game was just a lot of fun to figure out. It was very time-consuming, very menial things for the most part, mm-hmm. but it was just such a fun game. And prior to the internet, this was such a fun game. Yeah, I you, never, you can't do anything like this anymore. But. I never played this, but uh, obviously, yeah, I know all about it. As soon, like you watch somebody play, you're like, "This is such a stupid game." You're like, "Let me play." <laughs> <laughs> kind of how it goes. Yeah, like, this I is guess. such a stupid game. I would never. You're doing it wrong. Let me play. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I, I can. I can absolutely see that. All right, my number four is a game that I have not played, but I think it would be a really cool inclusion here. Is Act Razor. Oh man. Somebody else brought that up to me. Funny enough. <laughs> uh, have you? That's did you ever play? Type, right? No, 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 no. Actraiser is like. Well, that oh, so Actraiser is part like side-scrolling action game, and part like SimCity, <laughs> like Sim Village type manager game, and that's what's so interesting about it. It's like it's got part. I haven't played it, so uh, someone correct me if I'm getting anything wrong here, but. Part of the game is you walking around with a sword, killing bad guys, hmm. and then, like, 
you go off and then you it switches to like a different mode where you're like man where you're like building a village and like managing the village Interesting. it's like totally different like it just the game completely changes and then you go back to going through and like you know levels and killing bad guys then you go back to managing your village a little bit more and like building it up and, and all this kind of stuff supposed to be uh pretty fun i have not played it but uh it's it's really interesting for just kind of like it's just these two things like are sort of like randomly put together gotcha. that like hasn't been ever been like done like that so i can go with act razor i like it all right what you got number three number three super star wars i want oh <laughs> i actually i didn't have this on my list and then i was watching uh gdq and somebody was speed running it and it was like I want to play that game again. And then I tried it and I got really frustrated and I was like, this is the dumbest game ever, but it's so hard. I think it should be on here. It's it, again, if not for her historical reason, it is so fun to just get railed by this game. <laughs> it is fun. Like I played a lot of that game. It is, it's fun until yeah. it gets like so frustrating that you just want to like, Oh man, the speed runs. If you watch speed runs, you completely understand like how ridiculous this game is. These guys are breaking this game and they're still dealing with some of the bullshit that happens in that game. <laughs> that's a good one i thought about that one that one would have been like my number like six or seven or i guess yeah. like seven because sim city would have been six this this would probably come right after sim city for pretty much the same reason that you said yeah all right my number three and i'm interested to see if this ends up if this makes your list because i know you like this game you've talked about it before oh yeah is un squadron oh no i didn't even think about this oh man that's a good oh, one. Shit. man that would have been way higher on my list that's yeah. a great game. I love the music in that game. Oh, man, the music is so good. Like, this game is so Like, this is another God, I want to play it now. really it hard now. game. Oh, God, it was so But fun. I feel like it has more redeeming qualities than, like, Star Wars. I don't know why or how, but this game, if I, like, could pick one to play, I feel like this is just a better overall game than Star Wars was. Oh, man. Uh, not, not, that they're, might... not that they're anything the same, really. Well, yeah, but I'm just overall wanting to play them. My favorite is when you're fighting the stealth bomber and that music comes on, that, that super, like, <laughs> creepy kind of dark music. Just, oh, God, I know just... exactly what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh, Great it's game. so funny. Great game. It's so good. And, like, you get you can, like, choose your different, like, uh, planes. Plane, and you planes. Can, you know, upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. And like you said, the music's awesome. You got to play like, this game sometime. You got to play it again sometime. I, I really do need to. Like, I just remember this being so fun until you get to, like, pretty much the stealth bomber and just, like, game over. Yeah. And then you don't even, and you can even go like you even can choose the order in which you do your missions, can't you? Uh, to an extent, I believe there's like you have to clear all of them, but you can do them in a certain order. I think. Okay, yeah, I that think you right. through like worlds almost, but I, but I don't remember for sure. Okay. All right, number two. Uh, number two, pilot wings. I have a lot more respect for this game <laughs> than you do. As soon as yeah, you said apparently. It, I was like, oh, jeez, I love pilot wings. I played the shit of this game. I would go to people's houses and we would just talk shit to each other and play this game another great <laughs> game to play people i love this game so much so does it actually have a two-player mode or is it more like nah, you just i don't think so I, rem I maybe it does where you just kind of alternate but i mean i just remember i don't think it does somebody to go through yeah that's that sounds play. right oh man yeah. such a fun game did you did you play much uh pilot wing 64 uh i think i played both yeah I, I think, played both. Yeah, I think so. I I don't really remember much about sixty four except for like I feel like it was not nearly as good. I don't remember. I actually I, don't remember at all. I could be totally wrong. That's kind of how I remember it in my head. All right, my number two is Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Oh, Golem! These games are ridiculous, man. 
Yeah, wait, Golem? Golem. Uh, the N64 one was called... Yeah, Mystical Ninja, Golem's Adventure, I think it was what it was called. For Mystical on 64? Ninja. Yeah. I never heard of that one. Huh. Yeah, I, I played it for the podcast one time. Yeah, Golem, oh, G-O-E-M-O-N. Yeah, it's a ridiculous game. It's so, like, it's just out there. I remember playing this, like, me and my uh, friend used to rent this every once in a while. And, like, I remember having tons of fun. But, like, I don't know why none of us ever bought it. Because, like, this was one of the most fun games I ever played on Super Nintendo. It had a really good co-op where you're just, like, running around. It's, like, a kind of like a, um, sort of like a Streets of Rage type game. But it's more, like, it doesn't look at all like that. It look it looks almost like an RPG. And it's got, it's got if I remember correctly, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Besides, like, the general gameplay. Gotcha. It may have had some RPG elements where you're, like, getting different weapons and, like, I don't think you're building up your stats at all, but I think you can, like, get different weapons and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, like, smaller character sprites, but you're both running around uh, beating up bad guys together, kind of, like, side-scrolling, but where you can go, like, up and down, you know, like, through the background and foreground type type style. And uh, and then it had, like, lots of, like, little mini-games where, like, you might get a, get to a town... And then you could go, there was like one mini game where it's like, you have a paintbrush and it's like, see how long you can paint without like painting over the same line. And then <sighs> it's like, funny. based on how much paint you get on the canvas, like you, you, like you win a certain amount of money or something or like something like that. This game, like it's, it's a pretty, f- it's, it's a pretty famous game nowadays because it's like really hard to find or not really hard. It's pretty hard to find uh, because like they didn't make a whole lot of them because i don't think it sold all that great at the time but it but it was like a really fun game especially for uh for co-op wow so i didn't know this game was that fun not to be honest yeah it was and i'm actually kind of surprised that it that it didn't make <laughs> the snes classic like un squadron actor razor pilot wings like i can see yeah uh, like yeah i'm i can understand why those didn't get on there this is one not to the extent of chrono trigger but this is one where i'm like huh i wonder why they didn't put that on there Chrono Trigger, man. It's so funny. Yeah. All right. Number one. Number one. I'm sure everybody can see this coming. Uh, <laughs> I just got I th- guide for this game. Uh, wait. I don't know. Secret of Evermore. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, I yeah, mean, Secret of, of Mana's okay, on okay. here. Chrono Trigger's not. Secret of Evermore is the other one. I was like, I was looking at the list. I'm like, there's no way they put this on here. <laughs> sure enough. Are you kidding me? Secret of Evermore is one of my favorite games, especially for this console. It's, I could easily knock off 15 titles off the list that they provided just to put this game on there. Like, <laughs> really? I was so disappointed. Yeah, it's such a great game. It's wow. so fun. All right, so, so I got a question. Um, I don't have the list pulled up anymore. What is, um, do you think, the least or the worst game that they included? Ooh, or one that you would say, like, look. I wish I had a um, it. Can I just say a game that I would not care to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so number one, what would this be? We should have done this, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. These are like, I can't even pick. Probably one of the Kirby games. Probably would, Dream Course. I was about to say the same thing. Kirby's Dream Course. A Secret of Man, I'm not a huge fan of, so I honestly wouldn't wouldn't mind too much, but I think it is a historic historic thing. So, You know, um, Kirby, maybe Kirby's Dream Star Course. Fox well. Star Fox? There's two on there. Just saying. I, I didn't say it's Holy shit, dude. You're so upset right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> you triggered me. You almost died. 
No, all all the Star Fox games get to stay, and they can make a third <laughs> one. They can make a third one and put it on there too. Yeah, this list is pretty tight. It's a lot tighter than I remember. Um, you know, maybe Super Ghouls and Ghosts also, just because that game is so damn frustrating. Yeah, it's another game that people know the system for. Like I've talked about before, this is always played on Nick Arcade, and that's where I first heard about this. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even have a Super Nintendo growing up. I just hung you out with somebody a... who always did. No, really? Wow. We we got a Sega. We got a PlayStation. Regular Nintendo. Other, yeah, never had one. But I spent so much time on at my buddy's house. It didn't matter. You know, I remember when the Super Nintendo came out. Like, so there had been Nintendo, of course. And Sega Genesis. But then they announced Super Nintendo. And like the whole concept of that blew my mind. Because the, because there... Well, I guess there had been with the Atari. But I wasn't really familiar with the Atari very much. I, all I knew is that the uh, Atari 2600 existed. Because my grandmother had one. <laughs> I, I didn't know about like the other Ataris that came after it. So when they announced Super Nintendo. I was like, holy shit. They're making a... Like, how are they going to make an even better version of like a console that's already out there? Like... Oh, like if you, you you as a child saw today. Oh, I know. No shit. Yeah, no shit. Like shit yourself. Xbox like six and seven, like that whole concept of like a uh, a console developer coming out with like a new console that and they've already had one before. Like that was that wasn't something that I had been exposed to yet, and so I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be like fucking nuts. Whereas, like, now it's expected that if you're a console developer, you're going to come out with one every, like, you know, four or five, maybe six years. That's funny. All right, my number one. So your number one was uh, Secret of Evermore. Evermore. Yeah, I'm sure everybody saw it coming. I tried to knock out my list, but I just love this game too much. Like, I was going to try and just not use it, but it's such a good title. I think that's a good one. There's a good chance it would have made my list if I had played the game before. My number one. Huh? I said we appreciate that. My number one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Wow. That'd be a second one, right? They already have one on here. Did that? I thought they did. No. Did they not have one? Are you kidding me? No, no, Wow. Oh, I guess I missed that. Okay, This was like the beat-em-up game. Like, out of almost like all beat-em-up games. Like, especially if you're talking about Super Nintendo beat-em-up games. Um, Like, we talked about this a little bit last time. I think. Didn't we? I don't know, remember the context. Yeah, we talked about like Teenage Mutant talk- I forget why. Yeah, I don't remember why either. But it's just so, like, you know, beat-em-up games have not aged well. Like, they're really pretty shallow games for the most part. But, like, uh, Turtles in Time was so fun. Like, like, so fun, so colorful. The graphics were awesome. The levels were awesome. The backgrounds were awesome. Like, this is just a really cool game. It's not the best game out of the ones that I've listed, but it's like one of the like most, I'm trying to think of the best word, like not most fun to play, but like, I feel like it's the game that's having the most fun, like with itself, like just the way it's presented and and all that stuff. Like, first of all, it's Ninja Turtles. Can't go wrong with that. Second of all, like they just made, they just like, I feel like they just kind of went all out and like just had fun, created the coolest stuff they can think of, you know, for a Ninja Turtles beat them up and then threw it out there and it turned into like a really fun game. Yeah, I agree. It's a good choice. I like it. I think we had some good lists. Man, you and Squadron, I'm really kicking myself for that one. <laughs> so, okay, so your five, what were your five and four? Uh, five and four was Mario Paint, Harvest Moon, Super Star Wars, and Pilot Wings. And so, where do you think uh, you and Squadron would have been, too? 100%. Two? 
Oh wow! Really? I would have pushed everything down. I probably would have kept. I probably would have got rid of probably pilot wings, to be honest. So you can keep Mario Paint on there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Harvest Moon, but yeah. Cool. All right, we've got a few uh, write-ins. Cool. I think for these, but I don't. I've got the emails pulled up. I don't know remember which is which, so we'll just get to these as we go through all the emails. Okay. Um, real quick, I think. The natural next top five list we should do is uh, top five games that we should think that we think should be on the Nintendo 64 classic if such a thing ever comes out. I'm down. I like it. Sound good to you? Yeah. All right. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. So, write in uh, your top three, five, or however many the hell games you want to list for uh, games you think should be included. On the Nintendo 64 Classic, if they ever make one. And I think we need to have another stipulation here. Besides the two obvious ones. You can probably fill in the blank here for me. 4 and 64? Yeah. Uh, what is the most obvious? Uh, Mario Come 64. On. Yep. And? Thinking. You got this. Is it Pokemon Snap? <laughs> no. It's not Pokemon Snap. Hmm. Mario Party? I actually don't know. I think there's a lot in my head that I feel uh, like... It's, um... Yeah, you're gonna kick yourself, I think, after I say this. Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least so, one of those hotels, yeah. <laughs> uh, well... controversy here? No, because I have not played any of the, of the, of the other ones on <sighs> 64. But Ocarina of Time is by far the most, like, famous, or most universally... Uh, most universally liked, I think. So, besides Ocarina of Time and Mario 64, your top five picks for uh, games you think should be on the Nintendo 64 Classic, if they make one. Alright? Sure. Sounds good to me. Alright. Email us. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Tell us what you would pick. And now it's time for us to move on to emails. First off, we have a uh, a message on Twitter, not an email per se. Okay. This is from um, uh, Mr. Badzilla, who sent you the package of lots of cool stuff. Oh and you, yeah, and you lost the DS game. I know. I'm really sad about that. Don't bring that up. He says, "Jay, don't be too sad that the cartridge was lost. It was herbs for DS. What is, what is herbs? I don't know. Actually, I'm looking it up. Um." This was herbs for Nintendo Idiot DS. I just threw it in there. Thanks for another great episode. The herbs, Sims in the city. Scott actually got pretty good. Uh, That's crazy reviews. It looks like. Hold on, I gotta see this. I've I read his tweet and then kind of just like copied it over so I remember to talk about it. But I never looked into this game. This looks weird. I have no fucking clue what this game is. <laughs> Do you? No. I'm like as confused <laughs> as you are, if not more confused. Herbs, Sims in the City handheld. All right, this is okay, so it's a Sims game. 
According to the Sims Wiki, the, uh, the Herbs Sims in the City is the third handheld Sims game in the sequel of The Sims Bustin' Out. The game is loosely based on The Sims and ported from the GBA I'm version. I'm actually glad I lost this. However, <laughs> in this branch of The Sims, an herb, a version of a sim in the game, lives and works in a city. The game starts out in the largest tower in all of Minneapolis. Uh, that's that's actually Minneapolis, by the way. Uh, where a sim is fired, no matter what it does. From there, it must find housing, uncover an evil plot, and save the city from falling into the clutches better. of a crazy egotistical maniac. Jesus. This sounds like a shitty point-and-click adventure game, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not at all. Oh, here we go. Returning Sims from the Sims busting out. We got Daddy Big Bucks in the house. Dusty Hog. Okay, we're good. Moving on. <laughs> Hold on. You don't get out of this that easily. Um, Dashiell Swank. Yep. Um, Misty Waters. And, and plenty of others that aren't nearly as funny as... Uh, Detective Dan D. Man. <laughs> Dude, you lost. You missed out on this. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually kicking myself right now. <laughs> Thanks again, uh, Mr. Badzilla, for sending Jay that. Yeah, thank you. That was very nice of you. All right, we got um an email from uh, Scott, who says I want to send in my picks for games I think should be on the SNES Mini. Turtles in Time. There you go. <laughs> Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Oh wow. He says, this is on the Super Famicom version. Not sure if that counts. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know this was on the Super Famicom classic. That's weird. Hmm. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars. I had that on here and I removed it. That's funny. That's a good one. And Act Racer, based almost my list. Yeah, with one of my, with one of my honorables. <laughs> that's crazy. Well be an honorable, rather. All right, thank you, Scott. Yeah, thank you, now Scott. Now we have uh, a gentleman who has to be called Father Beast. He says, hello, this is Father Beast, and I've been listening to your podcast for something over a year now, wow. even though you tend toward console games, which I have almost no experience with. Wow. Uh, first of all, th yeah, thank you, Father Beast, for uh, for listening for so long. I'm surprised that you were able to put up with this for a year. I wanted to write in, I wanted to write in to you about the top games of 1992, but I was late for the episode, and even though I'm sending this now, you might not read it on the show. I'm sending it anyway. Ah, oh, no, we always yeah, we'll read say. whatever we get. So as I said, I'm not much into consoles, so my picks are all from PC games. Hmm. Honorable mentions. These games are games of note that I have heard of but haven't actually played. Yeah, I think I had a few of those that I didn't necessarily mention online. He's got Wolfenstein 3D. Solid choice. Wait, wait, this came out in 1992? 90, really? Did we miss this? It's possible. I'm trying to think. I'm going to pull it up just to see. But I pro Well, maybe not necessarily. Yeah, 1992. Mm. Okay. Wolfenstein 3D. I used to play a lot of Castle Wolfenstein on the Commodore 64. Holy shit. But this is almost nothing like it from what I've seen. Nevertheless, this started the run of first-person shooters and still holds a place in many gamer hearts. Yeah, 100%. I remember like... Kind of like how I was talking about earlier with the Super Nintendo, like there, you know, I had never heard of a console developer coming out with like a <laughs> new version of their own stuff. When I saw, I remember seeing um, Wolfenstein 3D at a friend's house, 
and it blew my mind. Well, it didn't blow my mind, but I thought it was so interesting that there was a game where it's first person perspective and you can see like the gun, you know, in the frame and that's all because I had, when I saw this, I had never seen, you know, this was the first, basically the first person, uh, shooter game. It wasn't the first game told from first person view because you had like the might and magic games and that kind of stuff. Right. But I had never seen like this with a shooter concept and I thought it was so weird or not necessarily weird, but I thought it was so interesting how you could just see the gun. It's like, wow, you really are like looking through the, you know, the view of the person who's walking around carrying the gun. Now, obviously we take that for granted because there's a million fucking first person shooters. But yeah, this really was a pioneer as far as that goes. So, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely a solid choice. Then he's, then he lists, uh, Darklands. I've never heard of that one. He says, I don't, he says, I don't know much about this, but a lot of people, uh, gave glowing reviews on the home of the underdogs. I don't know what that is about this RPG set in medieval Germany, a predecessor to the Witcher, perhaps question mark. I don't know. Okay. The main list, let's count them down. He's got eight here. Okay. Number eight, Ragnarok. This was my first experience with roguelikes. And I didn't even know what that was at the time. All I knew was that it was really hard and I would die easily and there was no way to save. I got around that a little bit uh, by doing a manual kind of save, copying the entire game directory to a backup folder. <laughs> That's <Wow>. awesome. <laughs> I remember that you... CS huh? major in college. Right now. <laughs> the original save scumming. Mm-hmm. I remember that you didn't know what anything was until you used it. And one game I was able to get a long way because I picked up a ring of regeneration early on. There was also a game I used some sort of transformation scroll on a flute I found, then played the flute, and it transported me to a new plane of existence where there were huge monsters that killed me quickly. Very memorable. That sounds pretty sick. I'm gonna, I feel like I've heard of Ragnarok, but I don't know almost anything about it. I'm going to have to look into this. Number seven, The Island of Dr. Brain. I remember this. Or wait, no, I'm sorry, I remember Castle of Dr. Brain, which he says this was a follow-up to. Uh, this was follow-up to Castle of Dr. Brain, which was a big hit in my house. It came with a manual called Almanactionaryography. <laughs> when you came upon a puzzle, you would have to look up information in the Almanactionaryography. Yeah, I played a little bit of this. Did you? Pretty big hit in my house, yeah. I played a couple of the Dr. Brain games, to be honest. They were pretty fun. Uh, that's, that's cool. Puzzle-oriented games. Uh, you have to look up information in the manual to, in order to figure it out how to solve it. I didn't actually get very far in this game. Uh, so you, so you played. You think you, so you think you played uh, this one specifically? More than well? likely, yeah. I, I played a decent amount of them for PC. That's I awesome. That a lot of RTSs, yeah. All right, number six, the Journeyman Project. Oh. This was a mist-like game, though I had never ma- uh, played mist at the time. The twist was that you would travel in time to different eras and get stuff to solve the big mystery of the game. Since you were an interloper in time... It's very it was, mist-like. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Since you were an interloper in time, it was an automatic lose if anyone saw you. So there were places you just That's couldn't go. That's kind of cool, actually. That is cool. And you had to figure out ways around them. It was a pretty decent game. Yes, yeah, that does sound cool. Number five, Caesar. Oh, I played these games. They're similar, almost like RTSs. Okay. They're fun. This might have looked like an ancient version of SimCity. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, there, there's a there's a SimCity aspect to it that's pretty frustrating and doesn't explain very well. And then there's a little bit of RTS element to it. Not really, though. Kind of like cool. Civilization in regards to an RTS, if that makes sense. 
Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. This might have looked like an ancient version of SimCity, but it played way differently. This was all about getting people to places to make you money and resources, so you could get more people, bigger buildings, and so on. I spent a lot of time refining footpaths and roads. So Me too. Did... Oh, and yeah? aqueducts. Yeah, aqueducts. <laughs> That's funny. So that the goods and people would follow. All right, number four. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, I'm just going to say one word uh, or one phrase, and only he will understand this. Okay. Plebs are needed. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Number four, Jill of the Jungle. A platform game, something like Commander Keen, except this one looked a lot better. I'm not sure what it was, but this was so much fun to get this jumping girl around the varied environment. Hey, we all like jumping girls. Am I right? Oh, huh? yeah. I actually played this game all the way through, as well as the two sequels, Jill Goes Underground and Jill Saves the Prince. Just writing about it, I've got an urge to go back and play again. That's, That's cool. Funny. Number three, Dune 2. This hmm. is supposed to be, I've heard a lot about this. I've never played it, though. The granddad of real-time strategy games. I was always terrible at playing, but it was still fun once I learned how to play such a game. I remember raging every time a sandworm would eat my harvester, and I remember laughing when I got enemy units out of where they would get eaten. That's cool. Yeah, that is a good one. It also had this neat thing where the mini-map was just blank until you built a radar... Excuse me. Until oh, you built yeah, a radar I remember building. that. Yeah. Oh, so you've played this? Yeah, I play a little bit of Dune. It, it's similar to Command and Conquer in that regard. If I remember, yeah, you have to have a special yeah. building in order to see things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, until you built a radar building, and if your power went down, your mini-map would blink out. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's exactly like it. Yep. <laughs> All right, number two, Ultima Underworld. Oh my gosh, there was just so much possibility in this game, and I hardly ever scratched the surface. The plot that's is that you get shoved in this dungeon, and the door locked behind you so you can't get out. But it's not just a kill monsters dungeon crawl uh, a la Diablo. There are people you can talk to, get involved or not, with the feud between the dwarves and goblins, craft your own items. This is the gameplay that eventually turned into Skyrim, and it was all in this one dungeon. Awesomeness. <clears throat> it's time for number one. This is, here it comes, number one, drumroll, Star Control 2. Oh, I've, I've played a little bit of this, but I've heard many, many good things about Star Control 2. Uh, I actually started playing it a while back and, like, never ended up... Like, I've never heard of getting, this. I've, this is supposed to be a really good game. I, I really do need to play this soon. He says, this is actually my favorite game of all time. Especially in its incarnation as the free remake, The Urquan Masters. The plot is that you get stuck on a planet for 20 or 30 years... And then finally return to Earth with a new, uh, with a big new starship to discover that the war was lost. So you have to build a new alliance, running around the galaxy and talking to different races. Uh, I'm sorry, and talking different races into joining you, while avoiding the conquerors still running around. I think it's the conquerors who have conquered Earth is is what he's uh, referring to. The mining planets for resources is fun, but the real meat of the game is meeting the different races. The first two, yeah, that is interesting. The first two races you meet are cowardly clams and evil spiders, and it just gets stranger from there. Such as the Druge, who are slavers that throw a crewman into the reactor when they get low on power. Whoa. And I can't even try to explain the ores. I replay it every couple of years or so. So that's my list. I hope that gave you some amusement, Father Beast. Yeah, it did, definitely did. Thank you very much. That was really... Caesar. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and... 
Different than makes, what we normally get. Uh-huh. And that makes me want to go back and play... Uh, actually, like, really play Star Control 2 now. Uh, but I, th- I like how he gave us, like, a PC-oriented list. Yeah, like exactly. Says, like, we play PC games, but we primarily do console stuff. Just kind of how it ends up. This is a really cool list. All right. Thank you again, Father Beast. Now we got... Um, oh, okay. Follow-up from Scott... When it, so he sent so the the first email that I read he said who he sent his and let me try this again he sent in his list of the games and it, one of them was Turtles in Time and when I saw this I responded to him and I said uh um what did I say oh I said oh hey my list has a couple of these games as well including Turtles in Time uh, and then he said oh nice is your number three a homebrew uh, Super Nintendo cart of Honey Pop oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. All right, next we got we got a bunch of emails this time. We have one from Chase the Night Cleaner. Of course, hello, of course. Chase. Uh, Jay, you mind taking this one on so I can take a sip of water? Sure. Post in our Skype. I'm gonna, you're gonna post on Skype. Yeah, there you go. Wonderful. Hi, Chase. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let me read this. Good evening, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here. How are you all doing today, Robert? I am good. How are you? Uh, good. I'm also good. Anyways, I'm good. Uh, for starters, <laughs> Mario Paint was the bomb, and it got a second talk about today, so that was... Oh, yeah. Uh, my brother and I would spend hours playing with that program, making funny songs and creating cartoons that played out over backgrounds we had created. <laughs> kind of achievement in our family goes to my brother, who made a Final Fantasy-themed background, figured out the notes to Final Fantasy intro, and put them into <laughs> Mario Paint song creator, and then the cartoon option created an airship that flew over the screen. Okay, again, another person Holy who shit. studied. Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could do some really cool stuff with that game or just swat flies. I was the fly swatter. <laughs> anything in my life. Uh, next up. So who gets the Star 64 guide? So that's not decided yet. We'll figure, it'll be me, but it's not official yeah, okay. until after we play. I will this. try to get this one out to the winner in a more timely fashion. Again, the time doesn't matter, Chase. Don't, don't, don't waste spend money on expedited shipping. Or something. Yeah. Uh, with this last challenge cleared up, I guess we could start talking about which god we want to fight over next. If you want to keep working through this pile of books, that is, let me know what you think. The list oh, we want to keep working through it for sure. Hundred percent. And we was on to say, and now let's discuss Blake. Sad to hear he left. We all are. Um, hope it is all good on good terms. I want you to know that I will keep listening and writing in. And though your show has lost Blake, it still has a lot of charm. Keep doing what you do. Keep having fun, and the episodes will never feel like work. So, how about a question of the day? If you could have one celebrity fan that listens to this podcast, who do you hope for it to be, and what kind of fan mail would you expect them to write into this incredibly busy email section of your show? Holy shit. So, the last part says, and that's it for me, gentlemen. Please keep what you're doing. Look forward to a great episode. Cheers. Chase. One celebrity fan <laughs> um, <clears throat> that listens to the podcast, who to be... What was the question? Who to be, and what would you expect them to what write What kind of in? emails would you expect <clears throat> them to write in? Uh, I'll go first because uh, I have a random thought of the day. So I'm a huge fan of Bill Watterson who wrote Calvin and Hobbes and he's just a very unique oh, okay. individual. I would kill to have him as a fan just to see what he would write in because that guy is just very creative and very unique, almost just incredibly odd. I think it'd be really fascinating to see what he'd write in. It'd probably be in cartoon form. Nonetheless, I'd still really enjoy it. That's a good one. I'm thinking I'd go with Mark Hamill. <laughs> I was trying to decide between him or Harrison Ford or Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien would be pretty funny. That would be nuts. 
Yeah, I would I would dig some Conan O'Brien. Hell yeah. Else? That'd be funny. But um I'm gonna go with Mark Hamill and what it was what was what, what, what I kind of evils him to did you say? expect him to say? Oh jeez. Uh Mark Hamill would be like, play more Star I Wars would... games. <laughs> I would just like him to like kind of like send in a regular email and like geek out about a game. Just like the same way we do. I think you know, that'd be fun. Just you like know, you know you expect him to say, Can I come on as a as a guest? <laughs> that's what you that's that's what you wish, right? Uh I think I just jizzed when you said that right now. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, thank you, Chase. Yeah, thank you, Chase. That was wonderful, as always. We got one more. You want this one, or you want me to take it? It's up to you. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll hand this one sure. off to you as well. All right, we have him, uh, an email from Samuel. To pause my game, Robert. <laughs> what are you playing? Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> always. All right, there you go. All right, it says, hello, <laughs> fellas. It's been a little while since I last wrote an email to the podcast. Last time, I believe, one of the top ten lists. Uh, so you know I'm great with time management. <laughs> First, oh, yeah. and feel free to read this beforehand in case you don't want to read it on the show. I was sad to hear about the announcement you made at the beginning of the last episode. I found out about your podcast through Blake's Twitch channel and really enjoyed the three of you bantering back and forth. Hope things are okay between you guys. I will continue to show support on both his channel and your podcast because you all provide me with a lot of entertainment and escape soul-crushing reality that is real life. <laughs> thank you. Thank Don't you, we so. all yeah, have our no. channels Sorry. to do so? We all have that. Yeah, 100%. Still uh, keep, do keep supporting Blake on, uh, overhead, on his Twitch stream. Absolutely. Uh, it says, on, on that somber note, top three time. I realized that all of my choices basically had no chance of being a part of the SNES Classic due to most part to licensing issues, but this is our what-if list. Exactly. Uh, I had a tough time narrowing down the field to three, but my number one pick stands out, uh, stands head and shoulders above the rest for me. Wow. Two honorable mentions, Earthworm Jim and Tetris Attack. Tetris Attack was on my honorable mentions. I, I don't remember Tetris Attack. Am I just an idiot? Nah, it's it's not not super notable, but it's a Tetris game and it was fun. Okay. Uh, he says, Earthworm Jim is one of those special games that gets away with being weird for the sake of being weird. I played this game this week, by the way. Uh, <laughs> nice. But at the same time, being really entertaining, and Tetris Attack is one of the most enjoyable multiplayer puzzle games on this NES console, if not any. Interesting. All right. Okay. Now on to the list. Number three, ActRaiser. A really good <laughs> game. Brutally difficult as it got near to the end. The combination of world building sim and action platformer felt very unique at the same time. <laughs> and I feel it can be appreciated nowadays as well. Oh my god, Robert. That's hilarious. <sighs> Number two, Teenage Ninja Turtles 2. Those in time. <laughs> Easily one of the best beat-em-ups ever made, and I still think it's yeah. up today. Great music, awesome graphics, and a wild assortment of stages makes this one for the ages. I'm quite certain it didn't make the cut because of right uh, uh, copyrights reasons, sadly. Number one. I thought about this. Uh, Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. Uh, when people talk about great, great SNES RPGs, this one usually doesn't get mentioned along... Side the likes of Chrono Trigger, FF6, Earthbound, etc. But Lufia 2 is honestly one of my favorite games on the SNES. It has a deep story, memorable characters, and a solid battle system, along with a ton of puzzles and built-in roguelike dungeon in the form of Ancient Cave. Huh. It's a shame this game has yet to grace any Nintendo virtual console. Okay, this email's gone on long enough. My, many thanks to you for continuing the great episodes for such a long time. Maybe next email will be less than two years from now. Mansion nice. Dream Samuel. <laughs> well done yes please please frequency is great yeah we like hearing from people more than every two years awesome thank you yeah thank you samuel for the email um 
Let's see. I think that's our last email. Yes, that's our last email. So, thank you, everybody, for writing in. Yeah, thank you guys uh, very much. Much appreciated. Killer it. email section this time. You guys nailed it. Top 10 favorite email section of all time. This Top is three. number one, for sure. Maybe number two. There might have been another one. Like number two, this might be number two, but this is this is definitely top. Top three, <laughs> top three, top three favorite email episodes with the best email sections. Mail us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. That's where you can write in and have your email. Uh, almost said written on the show, but it's read actually is the correct word. Right. I agree entirely, Robert. All right, current gaming subcast. Anything you've been playing recently? That's not. Um, a no, actually, uh, I played a lot of that virtual console on the Wii with a couple people. Oh, I'm trying to think what else I've been playing lately. Played a lot of Age of Empires still. A little bit of oh, Final really? Fantasy 14. Yeah, just kind of off and on jumping around games right now. Haven't are really you playing most? Anything. Are you playing on on Age of Empires? Are you playing mostly online or campaign? Uh, online. Are you doing pretty good? No, really? No, people are way better than me. My macro is good, but I don't know how to win. Yeah, I was about to say, that's surprising because like, you're pretty good at those types of games. Yeah, that game's a little bit different, and I definitely got uh, destroyed by it. So, <laughs> well, I've been playing... Well, first off, I bought uh, Splatoon 2 today. And I didn't love the first uh, Splatoon game, but I was like, well... We'll see how Splatoon 2 is. And like, also, my, uh, my daughter kind of likes the Splatoon game, so I went ahead and bought it so we could both play it. And it's basically like the first Splatoon game. Like, it's... I almost can't even tell much of a difference. If you like Splatoon 1, it's just like more or less the same. So, you'll probably like it, but it's not even very different. And uh, it didn't do... it. Like, I, I kind of have fun with it, but I never really got sucked into it. So, it doesn't really do anything to win me over. But Splatoon 2, it's cool. It's fine. If you like the first one, you'll like this one. Uh, other than that, I've been playing... Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup, which is a roguelike game. And uh, you can play... It's it's. This is another one that's uh, 100% free. And you can play... Like, there's... Uh, you don't even have to download it. You, there's, like, a web browser version of the game, which is actually... Seems, like, kind of cooler than, like, the downloadable version because, like, it'll keep tracks, it keeps track of your score and, like, you can, like, see other people's uh, score and stuff. And it's still, like, all the exact same game. Where you're just kind of like dungeon crawling. Uh, obviously, it's a roguelike, so it's permadeath, and then like lots of crazy stuff can happen. It's fun because uh, <clears throat> there are like, a, there's like got to be, I don't know what the actual number is, but like close to twenty different races wow. and different and about the same number of classes that you can pick. And like some of them are really, I'll try pulling it up right now if I can without taking too long. Um, some of them are really, like, interesting. So, it's got, like... It kind of separates them out into, like, the basic class or the basic races. Or it does it for both. Um, the basic races and then, like, a little bit more advanced races. And then, like, the more difficult races to play. And then it does the same with classes. So, like... Let me see if I can just pull up a list here real quick. To kind of give you an idea of, like, the different... Um, like, the amount of variety that you have. Okay, here we go. So, so the, these are the races that you can play. Uh, Barakian, which is like, uh, this is an amphibious humanoid. I haven't played this yet. A centaur, a deep dwarf, a deep elf, a demigod, which is a human with divine heritage. Um, a demon spawn, draconian, which is a humanoid dragon. A felid, a sentient 
house cat that is incapable Seriously? of use. Yeah, that's what it says. I haven't played this yet. The description is a sentient house cat that is incapable of using almost all forms of of equipment and many items, but is fast, but is fast, stealthy, and has multiple lives. Wow, I really got to play this one now. Uh, uh, Formicid, a human, a humanoid ant with four powerful arms, a gargoyle, a ghoul, a halfling, a high elf, a hill orc, a human, a kobold, a merfolk, which is like a uh, like a mermaid or like a merman. A minotaur, mummy, naga, which is a humanoid with a serpentine lower half, an octopode, which is uh, basically an octopus, ogre, spriggan, which is a small fairy-like humanoid, tengu, a somewhat fragile bird-like species, a troll, a vampire, and a vine stalker, which is a fragile creature made of vines. So those are all the species. And then let me just try to list uh, the classes real quick. All right, so those are the classes, and then as far or those are the races, and then so you pick one of those races, and then you have a ton of classes you can pick from. You have fighter, gladiator, monk, hunter, assassin, berserker, uh, abyssal knight, Jesus. chaos knight, scald. En- I'm not going to go through the description of all say. these. <laughs> Enchanter, transmuter. Arcane Marksman, Warper, Wizard, Conjurer, Summoner, Necromancer, Fire Elementalist, Ice Elementalist, Air Elementalist, Earth Elementalist, Venom Mage, Artificer, and Wanderer. Hmm. Uh, It says, for the Wanderer, it says, the description is, a fool that somehow ended up in the dungeon starts off with random equipment and skills. That's funny. And then, uh... So then, like, on top of that, uh, as you, let me see, uh, as you play through the game, you can encounter uh, shrines, <laughs> and then so you can, like, uh, basically pick any of the shrines to worship at, and then, like, you become, like, a worshiper of that god, mm-hmm. and all the gods give you different things. There are... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 21. There are 25 different gods that you can choose to worship in the game. So, obviously, there's, like, a shitload of, like, variety. Like, and the gods do, like, really interesting things, too. Like, there's one that every once in a while will give you... Like, some of them do basic stuff. Like, they... If you kill a lot of guys, then they'll, like, give you, a like, a really strong item every now and then. One of them gives you, like, a deck of cards. And then, like, if you ever get, like, stuck in a bad situation, then you can pull a card off the top of the deck, and it's, like, a spell that you can use. But you don't <laughs> know what cool. it's going to be. And then, like, as you go on, if you, like, do things that, like, please the god, then you will, uh, he'll give you, like, better decks. And then if you do things that, like, upset the gods, they might, like summon people like come attack you or like do uh, other various things there's one that will like there's one god that um the more you worship him the slower your character gets but then also like you become really powerful and then there's one that uh he it's zom the god of chaos and he'll just do like random shit to you throughout the entire game and it doesn't matter how much he likes you he'll just like he might just decide to like kill you basically for fun. So like, uh, it's really interesting. Like there's a ton of variety in this game as far as like the way you develop your character and stuff. Uh, 
and then like obviously just like any roguelike you've got like the uh, the potions that you don't know what they do, the scrolls that you don't know what they do, and you sort of have to like test them out as you play. And then like you'll find equipment, and then you might put on you know a piece of equipment and it's cursed, and it, you can't take it off, and it's like making you weaker until you find something that like remove can remove the curse. This this is a really cool game. Uh, I'm trying to remember when it came out, but uh, let's see, I'm not finding any dates offhand. But um, anyway. Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup, it's a really cool game. I, I definitely recommend checking it out. And that's really, like, that is really most of what I've been playing the past couple weeks. That and uh, oh. besides today, I've been playing uh, Splatoon 2 with my daughter. It's a pretty solid list, though. Yeah. I think that pretty much does it. Anything, uh, you got anything left before we hit our outro here? Plebs are still needed. Plebs are still needed. All right. I hear that. Um, follow us at Class Gamescast on Twitter. Again, send us emails. We love getting emails. We'll read anything you send us, no matter what it says. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. We will announce the winner of the contest soon. Once Jay wins. Um, probably, hopefully by the next episode. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking, uh, real quick, maybe like on the next couple, on the next couple of them, we should do like one contest for like multiple, uh, of those guides that Chase is sending us. So that way we don't like have to buy a new game for every single of like sure. the 15 guides that he's going to send. Yeah, we can probably, talk about that. Yeah, we'll figure that out. That might be a more convenient way of doing it. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all I got. We good? We, we good to go? I think so. You have any last words besides needing more plugs? are still needed. I'm sorry. They're still Until it's resolved. Gonna... Until it's resolved, right. it just continues the audio. That's exactly how the game works, actually. <laughs> Is it one of those lines that just gets repeated nonstop? Yep, until you fix the issue. It's, just, <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Yep. I, uh, I, that, that sounds like an RT. That's, that's like a classic RTS trope almost. Yeah. Like, there's a line that's going to be repeated. Yeah. Yeah. Gas. More pylons. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Not enough pylons. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will see you guys in. Uh, Two weeks from exactly two weeks from Whoa. right now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs>